May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, today is All Saints Day, and it's one of my favorite celebrations of the church calendar year. This Feast of All Saints is all about us remembering those inspiring Christians of the church, such as the Apostle Paul or Patrick of Ireland or Teresa of Avila. These people have modeled for us a deep and an influential faith and life in Christ. Additionally, today, we honor those friends and family members, mentors, clergy, and other people who've had a profound impact on our own Christian journey. We celebrate their lives, their love for us, and we give thanks for the memories of them. If we live following the example of all the saints that have come before us, then we too will enjoy all of the amazing things that God has prepared for us. Perhaps even by following their example, we will also inspire other people of faith. As a quick exercise in hopefulness, I want to invite you to join me for a few seconds of silent reflection. Think about someone in your life who's inspired your faith. Might be a parent, grandparent, other family member, might be a spouse, a teacher, or friend. Think for a moment about the influence that they've had on your Christian faith and then give God thanks. Now, I've been blessed with the most incredible grandmother, my Oma, and I always think about her during this time of year because Halloween was always a very special time for our family. We always got to look forward to a very festive party at Oma and Papa's house. Until her death about 13 years ago, my Oma was my biggest cheerleader. She was my most fervent supporter and faithful encourager. And her love for our Papa inspires me in my own marriage. The way that she cared for her children and grandchildren has a lasting impact on all of our lives. On All Saints, I also think of my friend, the Reverend Bob Green. After seminary, Bob served as a missionary in Alaska and in other locations before working as a priest in Texas and in Arizona. Bob graciously passed down some of his vestments to me during one of our visits prior to his death. And each time I place one of his stoles around my neck, I remember our many conversations about God and ministry and the church. Our reading from 1 John today that we just heard is really a perfect reading for this All Saints Sunday. It offers us hope for all the saints who have gone before us, while at the same time reminding us that our true and foundational identity is as God's beloved children. This is a message that we all need to hear during the difficult times that we're living through. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Now, if you pay close attention when you're reading through the Bible, you'll notice that children are mentioned kind of all over the place, and they're mostly mentioned as examples that we who are so-called adults should emulate. I want to look at a couple of passages of Scripture with you today. I'm going to start in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18. We're going to look at verses 1 through 5. 
At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a child. He put it among them and said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Well, it's pretty clear how Jesus feels about children and their place among us and how we should strive to be like them in our lives. Next, I want to look at Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. It says this, people were bringing even infants to Jesus that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw this, they sternly ordered them, and not to do it. But Jesus called for them and said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. We have to receive the kingdom of God like a child would. Finally, John chapter 3, the familiar conversation with Nicodemus. This is verses 1 through 5. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews, and he came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus answered him, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Jesus, of course, here is talking about baptism, but also as a reminder of the importance of being childlike in our faith and our approach to life and God. You see, because our primary identity is as children of God, then I want us to think about what that might look like looking at four different aspects of childhood. There's many other great aspects to focus on, but these will give us a place to start. First, I want to talk about innocence. If you're a parent like me, then you hope and pray that your children will remain innocent of the evil of this world for as long as possible. We want to protect our children from pain, from suffering, loss, and hardship. And as adult followers of Jesus, reclaiming our innocence doesn't mean being naive about the world. Rather, it means approaching each situation we face without cynicism and without assuming that if something went wrong the last time, that the same thing will happen again. Innocence means being willing to approach ideas and people with an open heart. Secondly, from childhood, I wanna think about siblings, and I'm blessed with two biological sisters, and though they're four and six years younger than me, my sisters have helped me to learn how to live with other people, how to share, how to disagree, how to forgive. And since we've all entered adulthood, I'm continually encouraged and inspired by both of them 
in their relationships, in their education, and in their vocations. Remember that all of us who follow Jesus are knit together in one communion and fellowship because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, I know that not everyone has an ideal or even a healthy relationship with biological siblings, but in our identity as God's beloved children, we're given a perfect model of how to relate to each other. We're called to protect, to love, to support, and to encourage each other. We should be called brothers and sisters in God because that is what we are. A third aspect of childhood important to reflect upon is a sense of awe and wonder. I have this theory about babies and angels. Have you ever held a child and suddenly they looked away from you as if there were something over here and you couldn't see it? I'm convinced that babies can see the angels that are watching over them. Maybe you've heard the story of the two-year-old boy who asked to spend some alone time with the new baby, and once the parents relent, they kind of stand outside the door and they listen, and he says to the baby, tell me what God is like, because I'm starting to forget. You see, children have an innate sense of joy and of the divine through experiencing the beauty and wonder of creation. From a simple fallen leaf to the caterpillar inching by, the stars and the sky, children have yet to lose or ignore the awesomeness of our world. And we do really well when we try to recapture this sense of awe and wonder in our lives. Who knows? We might even see the angels watching over us. Fourth and finally, how children fight or disagree is an important model for us adults today. The older we are in life, the more damage we are able to inflict when it comes to disagreements and fights. Now, when two four-year-old children get in an argument and push each other on the playground, one might end up with a skinned knee and there may be some tears, but shortly after they make up, they'll begin playing again together. Now, the first time I got punched in the face in elementary school, I grabbed the other kid and marched him to the principal's office. The next week, we were playing tetherball together. The second time I got punched in the face was in high school. We were playing basketball on our neighborhood court, and after a few minutes of warding off the other guy trying to kick me, we finished our game and we went our separate ways. But the older we get, the higher the stakes get. And our smallest slights or disagreements can have disastrous or even fatal consequences. Our weapons, being they physical, psychological, or even financial, become more powerful and dangerous, enabling those fights to cause serious damage or even death. Of course, Tuesday is election day, and it's been a very difficult season. Even we who are united as fellow children of God, brothers and sisters, we don't always agree on the leadership or direction of this country. For many people, the stakes are very, very high. But no matter the outcome, please remember that we're all in this together. We're one family. Infighting and division are not of God because our primary and our foundational identity is as God's beloved children. We are citizens of the heavenly kingdom. For now, in this place, 
merely resident aliens. On this All Saints Sunday, we are reminded that because of Christ, we are all beloved children of God. We know that Jesus is calling us to reclaim being childlike in some really important ways, whether it's by shedding our cynicism, remembering how to care for one another as siblings, reclaiming our sense of awe and wonder, or fighting like children, disagreeing, making up, and then returning to play together once more. We should be called children of God, because that is what we are. I want to close with the chorus from one of my favorite Jars of Clay songs. They say that I can move the mountains and send them crashing to the sea. They say that I can walk on water if I would follow and believe with faith like a child. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this All Saints Day in whom we remember those saints of old, both known to us and known to the church. We thank you for their witness that inspires us. Help us to remember and to live into our foundational primary identity as your beloved children and with childlike faith. Approach you with joy and wonder. In Christ's name, amen.